Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Redmen TV. It is the instant match reaction. Liverpool draw 2 all with Manchester City at Anfield with goals from Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah, Phil Foden, Kevin De Bruyne for the oppos- opponents. Um... <laughs> First thing I put on the agenda, Errol, is have you calmed down yet? Mm, yeah, I have. I think my mood's died down a little bit now. It was that. It was just that second half for me. There was just some brilliant moments in it where I was like super gassed for just the way that we was playing. Salah steps up just as a clutch moment, and you, you know we just hope that we can just do enough to kind of defend and be a little bit resolute. And then we're not ultimately. Um, so it was like a, it was a bitter pill to swallow for me, really. That, but yeah, I've had a chance to calm down. Uh, I've, the first thing I put in, in fact, now let's go through this chronologically. Actually, I'll come to that afterwards. Um, I want to start off with the midfield battle because I said on, on, on previous shows, the play ratings that I did, it feels like that's where battles are won and lost. Liverpool, and it just kind of the first five ten minutes, you thought, okay, Sam, we're on, we're on to these. Like we were showing that press, you know, that aggressiveness that we we kind of needed that the, that the crowd can get behind as well. And then after that, I don't know what happened, whether the intensity levels just kind of dropped, whether Man City got a bit of confidence, whether it was the quality and experience of Manchester City with, you know, I'm not saying Henderson for being who don't have it, but I'm not, I don't want to slight Curtis Jones at the same time. But it just felt like Bernardo Silva, as much as for no apparent reason I despise the man, obviously has a touch of class and composure. Kevin De Bruyne is obviously one of the best yeah. midfielders in world football. Rodri, I thought, had an excellent game as well. Manchester City seemed to just flip it on it on its edge and they were the ones that were kind of harrying us and we couldn't get we couldn't get all the possession, we couldn't get all the midfield. We didn't have a an, an outlet up top because it felt rushed because of the pressure that we were under. Oh Sadio's touch wasn't great. Jota was wasn't Bang average. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's yeah, that, go with that. But it was made to look bang average because Manchester City just took control of the game. Yeah, completely. And for me it was like first 10, 15 minutes it was it was like a a balloon that you just filled up and all the air was in it and then all of a sudden it wasn't like we had just popped the balloon with a pin or anything like that it was just like you just let the air out and the ball just fizzes out and all of a sudden it was just very flat and I just felt like there was there was no rhythm and I don't, I think that was probably credit to Man City really they didn't want us to have that they probably identified that as again what you said where the, the battles are won and lost really that midfield and they probably identified that and not allowed us to kind of get into our stride and it was just there wasn't any rhythm. There was no tempo in the way that we was playing. It was very telling that, you know, they've got their Fabinho light player in, in Rodri does that job. So they've got the opportunity to screen their defence and then De Bruyne and, and, and David Tillich. They just got more guile. 
on mm. the ball and, and they've just got more technical ability than our players. They can play blind passes behind the, around the corner. Um, they, they can, you know, bring the ball 10, 15, 20 yards further up the pitch. They just had that in them. And I think through spells there, you know, City's best chances came from opportunities that we give them. We kind of wasn't focused enough on the ball, whether it might have been Alisson or Jordan Henderson kind of took a little bit too long on the ball. I think their qualities really shone through there and that's what gave them the mentally for, oh, well, if Liverpool are going to make a mistake, we may as well try and capitalise on it and let's start making some of our own chances. Uh, and I think we were probably lucky at that point to, to get out of the half without conceding a goal. Mm, 100%. Uh, shout out to Cameron, uh, who's just joined as a wonder kid. Thank you very much, you absolute hero. We're going to get some of your Sick. comments as we go through this as well. Uh, and if you're in our Discord chat, I've seen Ryan Cease and your 97s in there as is Danny Hartree-Smith. Um, you mentioned it there, Errol, was that that Liverpool's right-hand side, Manchester City's left, yeah. the James Milner, I know, I know we debated it before, before and pra- practically all week, because I think we all knew he was going to start down there, and said to I was doing the play ratings, I can't decide whether I should be slating him for giving Foden so much space, whether that was a tactic by Liverpool, whether Trent had played that position, it would have been the same because he still needs to commit his body forward during those games to support Mohamed yeah. Salah. Okay, it never happened in the first half because we couldn't get hold of the ball. When the ball was played to Foden or Greenish down there or Cancelo, when it, whenever he got forward, it felt like we were always five yards behind what was happening on the, on the pitch. And that's not just a, a criticism of James Milner, whether it be tactical or a criticism of him, but also the likes of... Fabinho, Henderson, who I think was supposed to be down that right-hand side in the first half, he picked up on it. Maybe they switched that within the second, and maybe that's where we got a bit of control. But it was just an outlet for Manchester City time and time again, wasn't it? And, in, and Man City were never going to go down the middle. Yeah. You know, playing Foden, was it Foden, Jesus and, and Grealish yeah, yeah, up yeah. top, and you got Matip and, and Van Dijk in the middle. Never going to get any change out of those two, particularly yeah. with, with the lack of pace that they've got. So it was always going to be that that side down, down and sides. he took advantage of it and they got, you know, they got the, most of their chances and goals come from there yeah it, it really did and you know they, they even tried a little bit with did you stand their right hand side at times and you know he, he wasn't getting any change out, out of Robbo either so I think they identified our, our right our right back as the weak link and I think to be completely honest with you in terms of how this season's gone doesn't really matter the game. I think a lot of teams still feel that the Trent is probably the weak link in our defence in terms of a full-out defensive unit. And it's not because of his, his inability to be a good defender. I think it's just the way that we attack that. It, it's such it's probably one of our strongest weapons that teams try to flip it on its head. I'm like, well, let's make him go backwards because he doesn't like doing that job. Yeah. So let's try and pin him back as far back as possible uh, and get him in uncomfortable positions. So I think the same was to be said of James Milner today. And, you know, in terms of his overall performance, he didn't play too bad, really. I think, you know, man for man, he got a few good blocks in. He feels like a He's, scapegoat to me. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's an easy one to, to scapegoat him and say that, that we know the way he plays is not going to be the same as Trent and the opportunities to go forward when is, when is available for him today. But it was just, we just lacked. And I think it was, I said this to you in, in, in the watch along, you couldn't really just put your finger on one player and say, it's their fault, yeah. it's their fault. The whole style of which we was playing, I think it was down to the fact that we had there was no rhythm for a large part. We weren't able to string passes together. We weren't getting combinations in. We weren't doing any sort of triangles. You know, we wasn't p- playing through City in any way. That was going to build and block. Criticism of us is a conflict to Man City. That was yeah, it? yeah, hundred percent. And and I think City, you know, you give City again the credit in, in saying that they identified it and and they almost punished us for that. But I'm fairly, fairly adamant in, in the sense that their best chances in that first half came from lapses in our concentration. And I said that, you know, in the in the fan reaction, you know, our best 
patch of the game we score to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Their best patch of the game, they still can't score. It's just that, you know, in their not-so-good patch, they still managed to score two, which was the probably the bigger disappointment for us. Yeah, um, Klopp um, referenced it in his post-match um, interview. He said, you know, first half was exactly how we should have played against Manchester City. Yes. And, and the second half was. So whatever you changed at our time was great. Uh, it was an interesting comment here from Trojo, uh, single pup. Sorry, we absolutely butchered that. Did what you guys talk about? Liverpool played a wonderful first half. Any other team would have crumbled. That team did what was needed to stay in the game. Now, Clutching the straws. <laughs> yeah, you're, 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 you didn't need to say any words after you, yeah. just, after you just pulled that face. I think Liverpool were, were certainly lucky to kind of go in at half-time being a little... In fact, half-time, as we were doing comms, Errol was a sigh of relief, get in, change things. I didn't think that was the way the conversation was going to go leading into the game. But again, it's that midfield battle that I've put in there of going... You, you can't if you don't get a, Liverpool don't get a grip of them in field we don't tend to do very well in games yeah. and all the, all the other teams are having, having possession and looking for Jordan Henson to get his foot on the ball to calm things down Curtis Jones I think was a different test for him a much harder test referencing the play ratings great doing against Porto great doing against uh, Brentford Norwich all these like kind of second string teams that were playing in, in Carabao Cups but I have to also remember that he's 20 years old he's still learning This today will be a massive lesson for him yeah. and I think I think ultimately he got better in the second half. I don't think it was the performance we all wanted, mm-hmm. but I think we should be crediting Liverpool at the same time as much as the first half was terrible. We improved in the second half. Yeah, and you know, in terms on, on Curtis Jones, uh, you know, first and foremost, you know, one of the observations that that we made was, you know, how does he hold a light to to Phil Foden? And we know Phil Foden obviously scores that goal, and it was a great take by him. And you know, he he cut it, he scores from a really cute angle, and does really well. But in that second half, Curtis Jones pulled up his socks and decided, you know what, I'm going to give this a go because I didn't get stuck in enough in that first half. And he, he helped. I don't know if he'll get gifted an assist for Salah's goal because Salah's goal was just, you know, brilliant. Salah assists himself. Yeah, maybe. you know, he really does. Yeah. But he's there. He's keeping hold of that ball. He doesn't drive with it, but he keeps hold of that ball and then he pops it off to Salah. Um, but he was in a much more advanced position where in the, in the first half, he just wasn't getting that chance. He wasn't getting that high up the field with the ball. He might have been getting high up that field in the, in the, the way the unit was pressing, but he wasn't getting nowhere near close enough to the ball for me so you know obviously Phil Foden at this moment in times is probably heads and shoulders above Curtis Jones in terms of the, where they are as players but he, he did a good representation for himself in that second half to say you know what I'm not too far behind I've still got you know you play in the, one of your know, you can argue City are you know they're the current champions you can't argue that but they are arguably one of the best teams in the world and you've got another young lad there come from Liverpool playing in this Liverpool side holding this whole own against them to a large degree yeah and the other one someone's made a comment here um, saying if Fabinho doesn't get drilled past in both goals we don't concede both goals. Like I don't think it's necessarily just Fabinho's fault. But again, yeah. when we're talking about those games and, and dominating the and field, how often does that happen to Fabinho? I know, but, and, and again, Fabinho. This is again credit to Manchester City because they overloaded with so many bodies. I don't think at times he was sure what to do. Yeah, which is obviously a tactic from them because again, when he gets hold of the ball, there's the base, there's the platform for Liverpool to kind of kick on, and the likes of Jordan Henderson. And Curtis Jones have got more license and more confidence to kind of go forward. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, oh my God, there's Foden, Grealish, Cancelo's coming forward, Carl Walker's bombing forward. Like what we what we should be doing, yeah. what we do to teams, and what probably we should have done to Manchester City for, for the, particularly the first half of that game. And then when Fabinho going missing sounds dead harsh, but when Fabinho's not on it, I'll say. I think that's when we start to kind of lose control it's the of the game because he's, yeah. he's, he's that anchor, isn't he? Yeah. He's that bit. He's, he's he is that that linchpin for us in our midfield, and one we rely on because of his world class qualities. You know, there's another comment here saying you know Chelsea would never concede against City if they took the lead, and I think that's just 
down to styles. Anyone can concede against anyone. When you, when you take the lead, you know, let's have it right. You know, Chelsea took the lead. I know they won the game yesterday, but they took the lead and then conceded to Southampton. I know it was a penalty, but they, they still conceded at the end of Chelsea the day. Chelsea literally lost to Man City. Uh, and they lost to Man City as well. So it, I think it's a, a style thing. You know, if, if Chelsea would have been in a position to have taken the lead and fortunate enough to, they would have been more conservative off the off and just try to hit them on the counter. That's never our game plan. You know, Klopp doesn't approach games like that. And I think the second half really shows, you know, his pre his post-match reaction himself says, you know, that's how we play. The second half is how you should play City. The first half is definitely not how you should play yeah. City. Um, <coughs> excuse me. One man who did step up in that, in that second half um, when he eventually got the ball and was able to keep hold of it for a couple of minutes because he had support. Um, and he's the best player in the world for me. He's Mohamed Tellerero. Um First of all, that, that first goal, Cancelo gets booked. And as I said in the play ratings, I think something just triggers in his head yeah. of going, you're, you're, you're toast. But also the fact of we're looking at these big plays and big moments. And I don't think it sometimes... This is never levelled at Mo Salah, but he took control of that game for me. He took the game by the scuff of his yeah. neck and went, "I fucking actually, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna win this." He did everything in his in his powers, in his powers to, to kind of do that. The first goal, thinks he passed Cancelo, bombs past him, runs inside. He sees what's in front of him and all these things that are, are levelled at him in sense of he's selfish. He wants to score yeah. the goals. He's just after the golden boot and all this stuff. There's something within that set inside that man this season that is either pissed off from what happened last season or he's had a rest he's, he's had a, a physical and mental rest in that sense but he just looks so psyched and pumped up for this season and that first goal is everything that I love about him with close control going past someone and having the ability to pass to Mane who makes a good run but even it's the weight of the pass yeah, perfect. to find him it's just sensational yeah absolutely perfect and big games called scream out for your big game big game players and 100%. Salah is that guy he's our, he's our talisman for that exact reason and for me you know the, the, what changes that second half is that Cancelo getting that, that yellow card yeah. gets that yellow card and first thing in, in Mo Salah's mind is I'm going to start running at you let's see how you can handle me now and you can see the hesitancy in Cancelo he doesn't want to overcommit he doesn't want to lunge in for a tackle or anything like that um, and it was just unbelievable by him really just to to have that all-round gameplay, just the clutch moments, I think he realised we, we are playing uh, a title content. This game could decide the title. Yeah. That's how he's probably approached it at this point and we need but to But he wants something. to go into international break. Top of the table, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's the, that's his first thought in his mind. He's a, he's a bona fide winner. This is... And, it, it's it's scary to see because for me we haven't had a, a guy like that since Suarez. Suarez is that was that kind of you embodied that Suarez moment where it's just like I will drag this team to play at my In level. Fact, okay, his goal and now you mentioned it is very Suarez like, like isn't yeah, it? He's got, yeah. You know, Curtis Jones played into him, back to goal, two three men round him, uses his strength, determination, grit, pushes past, maybe gets a, a lucky lucky bobble. Then he has so much work to do, but he's got Laporte, he's, you know. His angle was even harder than Foden. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he puts, puts, puts Laporte on his arse and then he tries to get the angle again against one of the best goalkeepers and in I, the world. And I think there was comments there saying it was, that was his right foot as well and everyone said yeah. he hasn't got one. So it, it, I've said that. I've said that loads. I was like, if only he could use his right foot, he'd have 60 goals a season. Well, oh, this might shut be, up, Ross. This might be the season, really. And, you know, as as Liverpool fans, I think it, we, we just all want that little bit of 
comfort from knowing that we can tie this guy down for the mm. long-term future. You know, for a couple of years, there was the debate about who's our most important out of that front three. And, you know, I think the other two have tailed off slightly. Uh, they've probably performed within themselves for a large part in the last 18 months. But one person that hasn't and has kept delivering, kept outperforming themselves, kept outdoing records, breaking records, setting new records. You know, there's, there's, there's only so many words in the English language, in the Scouse language that we can... Boss, you know what I mean? Like that is the be all and end all. This guy, he's got to be the goat from Liverpool players in my lifetime, and I'll, I'll happily say that. Uh, is this one of those results where it hurts now? It's frustrating now because a that that goal should be winning you a game. Is, is arguably goal. Well, certainly goal of the month, goal yeah. of the season. Should should be winning games. We took the lead twice. We never kept hold of that lead. Yeah. Okay, it was against a great opposition, but it will it be in I don't know a couple of days' time once we've all settled down we get our voices back and we, and we calm down going and actually on reflection a draw on 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 the basis of the game was was a good result at this particular moment where we're at in terms of you know we've got a few injuries in in, in what would be our you know our strongest 11 um it's still early days into the season you've obviously played a mixed bag in terms of the the opposition that we've come up against and you know we we've taken quite a good point total return um all things considered I think the only, you know, when you look back maybe with hindsight, maybe January, February times, you might consider it good because hopefully we've got a more full strength complemented squad, you know, more players are even up to speed in terms of the, the options that we can bring off the bench, but it does leave us with work to do. But I think it's a motivating factor to say, you know, we, we, we've laid gloves on Chelsea and City, mm. but we've not been able to knock them out. Let's go and knock them out on their own home patch now. And and I think that's, that'll be a job for when the momentum's going and you're looking for a title running and you just want to just keep just knocking out wins every single week. So I think our time will come in that sense. But it, it's good and it bodes well that, you know, we, you know, we're in a position now where we're going into another international break and we're the only unbeaten team about at the minute. So the words out, Ralph, I've got the, the Premier League table up here uh, on my screen. Chelsea, obviously, first, 16 points. Liverpool, second on 15. Manchester City, third, 14. Oh, tied, tied third, sorry, with City, United, Everton uh, and Brighton of all teams. Brentford there in seventh with uh, Spurs as well. So, you know, I think you're right, you know, and those, those three draws have been Manchester City at home and we probably should have won that game um, Chelsea at home, yeah. but down ten men for a full half. Probably should have won that game as well. And Brentford three three. We you know, definitely should have won. That definitely game. should have won that once. So there's a massive frustration here that Liverpool haven't won all seven games, yeah. which at the time of those games is really annoying. But I think if your your biggest issue is you haven't won seven out of seven games and you're unbeaten in, in the Champions League as well, mm-hmm. I think you're right. You know, we've, I think we've done pretty pretty sound so far. Can we go season. again. Yeah, yeah, we we absolutely will go again. And you know, the, these lads. They'll probably kick themselves in the morning because they'll they'll feel as though there was chances there. Oh, I say I don't even think we had the chance to kill off the game. It was more the game management for me. There was there was do we does Klopp tell them now we've got the second? You know, do everything just the shit hours are we waste time all yes. those other things should those things have, have started to creep into our game a little bit more should we have gone the city skin a little bit more probably but they <laughs> don't think it was possible to get on the pep skin, pep skin any more than we did I know we got a yellow <laughs> but 
there are probably things that they will definitely learn from as a squad and as the season goes on we'll get cuter but at how we deal with those situations I think. is it not easy to say that because if you go uh, attack the, the shit hours yeah yeah and dark arts which we all hate but like we hate it when Burnley do it but maybe take a bit of that for, for our games especially when we're taking leads in games but it's also I said we was going to have to win ugly at one point yeah, it yeah, looked like we'd have to win but ugly but that's equally as dangerous against Manchester City because you can't sit back and go alright then come on come on yeah, yeah exactly and, and, and you're begging for the pressure yeah. to come on you know we it, Again, it's it's the balance and it's probably a fine balance and we just didn't get that balance right today ultimately because and I don't even think there was there wasn't enough time really between the goals that we scored and then when they scored, do you know what I mean? It wasn't like we went two up and then they fought the way back and, yeah. and then it was like, all right, now now you know they've got the one, let's let's concentrate. It was Right, one nil. Right, one one. There's still plenty of time to get something out of this game. Right now, we're, we've got our tails up. It's two one. Right, and then before you know it, they're they're back in, and the goals, you know, defensively were soft. I felt sorry for Matter because I thought Matter was absolutely stellar today. He, he was he was brilliant. Um, and I just felt good at that. I think maybe Allison probably saves that from De Bruyne. It looks like it was kind of middle of the goal. It doesn't look like it's going top ins or nothing like that. So it's just a cruel deflection ultimately. Um, but again, I just think. A little bit more game management, a little bit more tactical nous in those areas. Possibly, we probably suffered from not having the likes of a Thiago in that midfield, really, mm-hmm. to just kind of control the tempo with the game. I don't think anyone that he could have brought in off the bench, probably why the midfield didn't get changed for the 90 minutes, would have made it. I was quite surprised impact. Jones played a full 90. To be fair I was surprised, yeah. but I don't think anyone would have made it in the way that we needed the midfielder to impact that game once we went 2-1. too much up. for Gamble. You need someone to come into pace and get, and get into speed with that game, and it's fucking impossible when exactly. it's so end-to-end. Exactly. Um, you asked me during the show, and I never answered, so I'm just going to flip it on its head and ask you instead, because you asked me during the show. <laughs> Um, I, in fact, I'll give you my answer, but I'll, I'll ask you at the same time. If you asked me to Liverpool, now he's going to win at Manchester City and, yeah. and Chelsea to be in contention with the title. I personally don't believe so because I think it's so early in in this in the okay. season. We're only seven games in. Was still unbeaten. It's the, like the Brentford games that I think we need, we need to, we, we to yeah, go and win. Yeah, yeah, I don't think if you go and get a, I think if you go and get a, a draw at the Etihad, you go and get a draw at Stamford Bridge. I think they're still good results. They you know they still drop points as well. We're still in the conversation. I don't think I don't, I don't think it's just cut and dry. Of yeah. if we don't if we don't beat Man City, we don't beat Chelsea in, in, in their stadiums. We haven't won a league because they'll continue to drop points. Yeah. Manchester City will continue to drop points. I think if that scenario was to play out, though, we'd be relying on too many other. Um, Results After to go games. our way. No, no. On, on the flip side, by the time we go back and play City, and by the time we play Chelsea again at their grounds, we might be relying on other results to start going our way for us to be boosted up or cement our place at the top of the tree, so to speak. So, for me, four points. We want to win at the empty ad. We just want to. Do you know what I mean? I think we <laughs> say empty ad, could you? <laughs> no, <laughs> we want to win there. It has to be done, and I take the point at Stamford Bridge. At, at, at this point, if you was asking me right now, maybe in you know four or five months' time, forms might have changed completely, and Chelsea might have fell off the edge of a cliff. City might have ran out of steam, and you think, yeah, we just want to go for the jugular and beat them both. Likewise, they might not have been beat in a, in a, a ridiculous run of games as well. So you just have to play the team that that turns up on the day, really. But for me. At this moment in time, I still think there is work to do because the performances that we've done, they haven't been complete 90-minute 90 perform, 90 performances against either of those teams. Mm-hmm. And I think against your rivals at some point in the season, you've got to put in a full 90-minute performance to show your dominance. If you want to win it, let, we're not just trying to compete for top 40 at the end of the day. The expectation this season for us is to go title. back and get our title back mm-hmm. um, you know, and at least give a damn good challenge as to why you know the best team has to better us if, we, if we're not going to be top of the, the league. So for me, yeah, we... We do have to put in a good 90 minutes of dominance against 
one if not both of those sides really mm. um, to kind of make up from some of the lost ground OK just um, one more point before we, we kind of get away uh, Professor Beyond says 2-2 uh, is fine last season we lost 4-1 um, but there's a massive chat in the YouTube comments going on about, about um, Curtis Jones he's getting a bit uh, slated slightly or Sabin says Jones is average at best I think people need to remember he's 20 years old. Yeah, yeah, he's a kid. He's a kid and he's played against one of the best sides. In the world, though, not in, even, in, like, no, no, like, they are. They, they, they're they the league champions. Like, let's not, they, they walked the league as well last season themselves. This team have been quality for four or five years. This is an overnight thing for City, a flash in the pan. Like, this lad's come in and held his own. Yeah, he didn't have a great first half, but why would you get on the kid's back? He, he rolled up his socks that second half and he could have literally went and been a shrinking violet himself, but decided, no, do you know what? I'm going to stand up and be counted because he understands how much it means. And that to, me is, that to me goes a long way, really, as if, far as If I'm you're thinking. 20 years old and you're playing within this Liverpool side right now, which is the best Liverpool side in my lifetime. You've got to be good. Really? You've got to be good, man. Come on. Yeah. And these these teams, as these players as it is, are allowed dips in four. He's played a hell of a lot of football in the past few weeks. We've been reliant on him again as we were last season. Um, I think he deserves a bit of credit, to be fair. Yeah, no, absolutely. We've got a lot of time for the man like Curtis Jones. He He's coming when we've needed him. Should we finish it there? I think we should. Okay, Liverpool 2, Manchester City 2. Keep I want to get a roast in. Comments coming. Oh, you're, you're having a dual roast. Oh, no, it's sick. It is Talk sick. us to the dual roast. Oh, okay, so, so my, my nan's made us a Jamaican there and I've got a roast to go home to as well. So I've got the Jamaican roast and I've got the traditional English roast, the best of both worlds. And then I'm going to sit down and watch some fresh out the box. Yes, I said that again, because it is live on YouTube now. So head over now, you've got all your football content, fresh out the box UK. It's there on the Go Play channel and you'll catch your boy doing a little bit more scouse things. I have no idea how you made a dual roast turn into a promo for your YouTube channel, but you're absolutely failed. And join us tomorrow. We'll be live at half ten uh, on RemanTV.com. It'll be me, Steve, and Paul talking uh, an hour sure. through this game. Steve here. back as well. Steve, is, is the rumours true? The rumour mill. See, Steve or started at Redman TV. It's his first day today, so he was down at. Um, Hotel Anfield doing all the socials yes, and stuff Steve. like that and look doing my job while I was doing this one. So yeah. Um Steve's joined us full time. So you see a lot more Steve on the shows and stuff like that. So uh yeah, uh, thank you very much for your support. Uh, everyone who joined in like the stream and has commented. Uh we'll be back soon as international break, but we've got loads coming up on the Rebel TV. I've already mentioned it a few times, but there's an interview with John Atterberg, which should be out next week. So that's Liverpool's goalkeeping coach. Uh he was here for well over in fact he was here for two hours, but I think the interview's about an hour. Yes, I guess what did she on? Wait. Okay, I don't think at a time. Um, it's on the RedmanTV.com. Honestly, it's like nothing we've, we've kind of done before. Proper insight into recruitment, what it's like to be a goalkeeping coach. Um, I love the fact that he references like his his team uh, within the goalkeepers. I think he's really interesting and some uh, proper insight from from him as well. Uh, and as Errol has, has kindly modelled for us, um, these are back in stock as well. Uh, the Brushstroke Accrue t-shirts as well. It's a little uh, tribute to the uh, away uh, kit this year. So uh, if you want one of those, to treat yourself. Uh, as I mentioned for. There's limited copies of the author signed uh, Hendo book as well. So, you want one of them for uh, Christmas or you want to buy one for someone, uh, get your orders in as soon as possible. Uh, and we'll be back soon. Uh, thank you very much. Goodbye. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.